This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I wanted to get into the nitty gritty, as it were. Joining us on the line right now in our politics panel for this Monday afternoon, Brian Lilly is a political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Brian, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, it's a beautiful rainy day in Toronto. How could I not be great? <laughs> okay. Uh, into every life, a little rain must fall. And Kim Wright is with us also, principal at Wright Strategies. How's Kim doing? Fantastic. And it's a bright, sunny day here in Ottawa. Oh, is that where you are? It is where I am today, yes. Oh, sweet goodness. Right there in the uh, festering cesspool of forbidden lust. <laughs> the thick of it, if you will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, is anything happening in Ottawa? Because I heard the 905 is really the battleground in and around uh, this part of Ontario anyway. Well, 905 is certainly a battleground, and it, it and it's a three-way split. There's also the interesting battlegrounds around the 401 corridor from Kitchener-Waterloo down to Windsor-Essex. That's where you'll see all of the parties really uh, uh, battling this out. And in the last provincial election, we saw it really a slugfest between the New Democrats and the Conservatives. All right. Well, and uh, it seems like we've got, uh, I guess, Andrew Shear was in these parts, or am I mistaken? I'm just looking. Justin Trudeau, I think, was. Regardless, uh, this is the battleground, and the middle class seems to be where they're targeting things. Brian Lilly, let me start with you. I mean, uh, where do you perceive early on uh, the messaging that's going out from the various parties, who they're targeting, if there are any specifics? For example, uh, I'm not sure if it was you who penned a piece about women now are starting to see Andrew Shear in a more favorable light, perhaps. Yeah, there's uh, a number of polls out now, uh, be it uh, the uh, the DART poll that we released through the Toronto Sun, the Nanos poll. Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for Ipsos to come out with uh, with new numbers. Hello, Global, get Ipsos out there. Uh, but so far, at one, the race is, is tightening, and the polls are either showing a tie or a couple of points apart. What's interesting is that when liberals are doing well, they normally have a gender gap among women. They outperform the conservatives with women, and the conservatives regularly outperform the liberals among male voters. Right now, they are tied. In several polls, they're splitting women about 34 to 34, and then the NDP uh, and the Greens picking up the rest. So that shows that Justin Trudeau is having trouble with his, his main messaging, because he spent a lot of time trying to uh, make sure that women knew he was a, 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 you know, the Canada's first feminist prime minister, that he was on their side, uh, he believes in their issues, and a lot of time in political capital on that. Uh, but when it comes to the, the messaging that they're doing, the Conservatives have the it's time for you to get ahead message. The NDP says, in it for you, and the Liberals are saying, choose forward. The NDP and the Conservatives have messages that our polling indicates resonates with uh, the people that feel like they're not getting ahead personally. So the economy might be doing great, but how people feel is not always the same as the the macroeconomic numbers. And more women than men are saying they don't feel like they're getting ahead right now. So these messages that the parties are pushing uh, to say, we're going to help you, we're looking out for you, we'll, we'll help you get ahead, those are well-crafted you know, targeted messages aimed at the block of voters they need to peel away if they want to be successful. Well, let me pursue that. Kim Wright, uh, you know, when uh, in it for you is the NDP message, similar to the conservative one. It's about specificity. Uh, and when, you know, Brian alludes to niche demographics like uh, women and whatever, I mean, look, the NDP, I think there's a pretty much wide consensus. They're not going to form the government, but they got to, you know, they don't want to retreat off 39 seats at dissolution. So uh, how is Jugmeet or the NDP strategically positioning their message? 
is about making sure that Canadians understand that who we're fighting for, who we're looking after, isn't about the individual, but actually how do we look after the collective. But I have to tell you, it has been an interesting last 10 days for Jagmeet Singh and the New Democrats. He exceeded expectations, or a lot of commentators' expectations uh, in the debate. People are finally engaging in the election campaign, and what they're seeing is now, as we get into, as I like to say, the playoffs, uh, it really is about showcasing who these people are, are they ready for prime time as it is? Uh, his ads in Quebec have been extraordinary. And as he's been going into communities and festivals and out and meeting with people, uh, he has been receiving quite a uh, quite a reception. And people are, even in Quebec, uh, where uh, lots of commentators and prognosticators were writing off the New Democrats, uh, Jagmeet is uh, going to prove some people wrong. Even Chantelle Bear is calling him a fearless campaign uh, campaigner and Chantelle never says that sort of thing about a new Democrat. Well, you know, I, I got to give it to him because at least he's got a playoff beard, no? <laughs> he absolutely has a playoff beard. And in his uh, in his uh, ad in Tarkovay in Quebec, it not only shows him putting on his turban, but his MMA gloves. So uh, Jigmeet's got a lot of fight in him left. <laughs> okay, because these are early days, I would hope so. Uh, however, you know, the idea of Quebec, let me just divert to Quebec, because uh, this Bill 21, that's really raised the hackles of a lot of conscientious folks across the country, but it's like the third rail in the province of Quebec, and it seems like uh, a lot of people are willing to sublimate their principles just so they don't tweak the noses of Quebecers. How do you read it, Brian? I mean, would anybody gain, and Jugmeet, I guess, you know, it's inevitable, he's got a turban on, so he's got to take a position, he's already asserting one just personally showing up. Uh, why is it that the other ones are tiptoeing around this thing? Well, even to a degree, the NDP is tiptoeing around it. Uh, you know, Jagmeet Singh has a turban and a beard, and, and I agree with Kim. I thought that ad, especially the one in French, yes. was extremely powerful and took the issue of the racism that he's facing head on. I mean, that's, racism is part of why the NDP hasn't been doing well. Uh, the other part is that Jagmeet Singh, for most of his time as leader, has been a complete flop and underperforming expectations. He came in with great expectations. He started to show some life in the campaign. I just think it might be a year too late. But in terms of Bill 21, the party actually said, well, we respect uh Quebec's decision on this because they used the notwithstanding clause. So they're trying to say that, look, we have uh, the only leader with a turban and a beard, and, uh, you know, he, he carries a carpan with him, all of those things. But at the same time, you know, still saying they respect it because they invoke the notwithstanding clause and we'll just let it go through the courts. All of them are being weak on this. If this had been Doug Ford that brought this in, they, there would be howls. There would be howls in the media. I think the media is being weak on this, the traveling media, uh, with the various leaders. I think all the leaders are being weak because they want to win in Quebec, and too many in the media just say, well, Quebec's different. <laughs> Quebec's either part of Canada or it's not. I, I, I was living there when the Kirpan debate came up because of a little boy uh, on the West Island uh, carrying his Kirpan to school, and it fell out. And there was a huge debate at the time, and he had to take it to court and won in court to say, yes, he could carry that. Uh, this debate has not gone away in Quebec, but it's a very different one. We can't just 
you know, ignore bigoted bills just because, well, Quebec's different. We all want to win seats there. Yeah, it seems disingenuous at best. Listen, uh, speaking of debates, a couple of things. Maxime Bernier going to be invited to the debate. They're no longer going to have him sitting at the children's table by the kitchen. Uh, Good idea, Kim, or no? Well, look, after his uh, Twitter tirade where he was suggesting to his Twitter followers that they should attack a you know, teenage girl, uh, no, I don't think he should be. But that being said, uh, this is a bigger problem for, for Andrew Scheer. 49% of conservative voters voted for him, Maxime Bernier's leader. And this has been part of the things that have been dogging Andrew Scheer. What kind of leader is he? Who is he speaking for? Is he speaking for social conservatives? Is he speaking for Maxine Bernier conservatives? Who is he speaking for Stephen Harper conservatives? He really does need to start to chart his own path of who he is and what his identity as a leader, uh, and if he wants to be prime minister, what that looks like. Uh, having Max in that debate is going to push him into uncomfortable uh, positions and or comfortable positions. We're just not sure yet. All right. And so, Brian, the Conservative Party is uh, pretty miffed at this idea because they think it was the liberals and a liberal pollster who sort of swayed the perception that Maxine Bernier should belong in the debate. And uh, it's like they're trying to set the fox amongst the hen house. How do you see it? If by liberal pollster you mean Frank Graves of Ecos, I was polled by ECOS on uh, this very issue, the uh, de- leader debate, uh, Leaders Debates Commission, that's the name of the organization. Mm. They commissioned a series of polls, and apparently the landline that I keep, uh, the only people that call me on this are radio producers <laughs> like uh, your fine Mary, mm. or pollsters. And I got polled by ECOS because they thought I was in Etobicoke North. I'm, I'm in downtown Toronto. And they wanted to know, are you going to vote for it? Uh, look, uh, I, I have a lot of problems with the Leaders' Debates Commission and the whole consortium uh, idea of this debate. I have a problem with Max being in it. I don't think he should be there. But I held the same position with Elizabeth May and the Greens. If you are not a recognized party in Parliament, I don't think you should be in there. But they allowed Elizabeth May in even before I believe she had a seat. So, you know, if we go by those rules, then we've got to allow Bernier in there. Uh, so, but it's this weird formula and, you know, speaking to them today, and I spoke to Max about it for a piece I wrote at the sun, they, they looked at it and they said, okay, here's, uh, the party membership, here's our fundraising, here's our organization. I I don't think they can start, uh, refusing, uh, serious parties because you don't like their ideas. Uh, I think that's a dangerous road for them to go down. Um, so... You know, I, I'm not happy that he's in, but that's for other reasons. Um, but if we're going to allow Elizabeth May in years ago, then we got to allow him in now. By the way, uh, any poll results after the first debate? Uh, a- anything of significance? Anything move the needle? I mean, we've seen some polling data that has shown an uptick for for Jagmeet Singh, uh, that people are starting to recognize who he is and and what he's standing for, and they're liking what he's seeing. It's early days. I don't put a lot of stock, uh, with all due respect to my friends uh, friends and colleagues in the polling community, this early out. I'm not sure that it's uh, uh, going to really reflect voter intentions, but I like to see momentum uh, for my guys whenever I do. So. All right. Well, let's come back and speak to that because, I mean, appeals to the middle class uh, are playing out large. Brian Lilly, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Kim Wright, principal at Wright Strategies. On The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 